Hey everybody, welcome to Let's Die, the His vs. Hers Guide to the Apocalypse, the podcast. Oh, volume 2, rule number 37, always take the stairs. Thanks, guy. And if you have a rule for it to add to the guide, please let us know on Twitter at Let's Die Pod. This act has consequences, and so does Zoe. So say hi. 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 So, we're going to talk about a little something called Life is Strange, you dig? Yarp. Yarp. So, let me move you. In the background, I'm playing the music and I'm already catching feels. I know, I heard, I, I thought the same thing as soon as you started playing that, I was like, oh my god, really? Yeah, it's kind of kind of cruel on my part. Gotta, gotta put us... I, I, wasn't, I wasn't expecting it. Gotta put us in the, in the, in the, uh, the mode. Because, I mean, there, you know, we talk about impossible apocalypses and sometimes how to survive them. And there is apocalyptic scenarios within Life is Strange. And also, it's probably one of my favorite games that I've ever experienced of all time. So, here we are. So, tell the people a little bit about yourself. You're This is the first time you've ever been on the show. Yes, it is. I've been asked a few times and have failed several times. Not intentionally, but... Uh, we finally got you. Um, you finally, you finally got me. I raised yeah, a uh, Life is Strange crate, and I put a little twig under it, and you crawled right in, and I yanked the twig out and captured you. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much what got me, was, was Life is Strange. Cause I, I like talking about that, really. Yeah. Um, I am 34. <laughs> you don't have to go into, like, a... Most of my life. <laughs> uh, eh. I don't yeah. know, I don't know what you wanted me to say. Uh, I don't think I've ever even said what my age is on the show. I'm 33. And... I, I had to outdo you. What? You doubt do you? Yeah, I said I had to outdo you by, like, giving my age. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've even done that. Oh, we're some buzzing. Ah, that's my fault. We'll fix that. Um, not in post, because I don't edit. Not really. A little bit. Anyway... Life is Strange is a video game by Don't Nod Entertainment. For anybody that hasn't heard, but if you even if you don't play video games, you should give it a shot. Uh, it's mostly a point-and-click type game. There's some puzzles. There's things you got to figure out, and it's revolving around a mechanic, uh, mainly rewinding time. And pretty much anybody could play this game, and they probably should because my experience with the game is that it made me cry. It made me cry a few times, and it's the only video game that's ever made me cry. And I think that makes it pretty powerful. So what's, uh, what, what, how do you, would you describe your experiences with it? Uh, fairly similar. I mean, I wouldn't know about the only game that made me cry, but it was one of the first, for sure. And, and not just the first game, but, like, before the storm did, too, several places. Yeah. So it's just, they, they know how to... Their, their sound editing and their their song their song choices are very uh, on on point. For sure, when series. when you're in the middle of what's def you know a compelling scene between two characters, and then those musical cues hit, it like it makes it makes the feelings catch a little even harder. Yeah. Um. So the game revolve the first game anyway revolves around Max Caulfield. She's a, what is she, like 17, I think it was? 17, I think. 17, 18, yeah. maybe. 
And she's at, like... Like, they're very young, 18. Yeah, like, cool. sh and she's attending, basically, what yeah. is, like, a boarding school for the arts, for the most part. It's not just the arts, though, because they have, like, a football team and swimming team and stuff like that, too. But it's basically, like, a little, uh, a fancy, ritzy boarding school. And, uh, I don't want to spoil too much, but she figures out she has powers to rewind time, and she reconnects with... Uh, Zoe, who was her best friend from childhood, who she lost touch with because she was just kind of a turd and stopped keeping in contact. You know, we it happens. People lose touch. That's okay. But it, 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 it does. But they, they kind of underscore that a little bit more, and that, I feel like they should have done a little more with that. Uh, I I thought it was fine. I mean, people grow apart, and that's totally fine. It happens. I mean, distance sucks. But um, when you run into that person again and how awkward it is, it's like the damage is done. And, like You can't kind of just start off where, where you left off. But uh, Max and Zoe kind of do. Zoe. Yeah. What did I say? You said Zoe. You are Zoe. Whoops. Yes. Oh, boy. This is going to keep going. Probably. You know what? If Chris had came, come to this episode, this recording... Y'all's combined name would have been Chloe, and I would have just could refer to both of you at the same time as Chloe. You probably would have. Probably. I think Chloe is awesome. She's probably my favorite character ever. Team Chloe forever. Nothing bad. I, 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 I like her a lot too, but then there's there's times where I'm just kind of like you're you're a bonehead. She definitely is a bonehead, but I think part of that is what makes her relatable. You know. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, we're everyone is flawed, and Chloe is no exception. But for some reason or another, you fall in love with her, and you definitely don't want anything bad to happen to her, even when she's kind of like being. Uh, well, what's? Yeah, like especially with her like stepdad. Like, yeah, he might be a douche, but he's not like. Well, I'll tell you what. In the in the early chapters, he is super creepy, and he gives you every reason to hate his guts. I think it depends on your choices because every episode he has douchiness. I think um, so. the 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 cameras he had hidden around that's what did it for me. I'm like, this guy's a fucking wackadoodle. Yeah, that that's what no, pushed that it was, over. That was the kicker for sure. Um, we probably we are definitely going to talk about spoilers. So if you guys haven't oh, played yeah, the game, stop stop listening. And then come back later and listen. But did you end up siding with David in that conversation? On, on the cameras or on something else? When they had that big familial blow up and you could have cho chosen to side with David or you could side with Chloe. Oh, uh, no, I sided with Chloe. I sided with David. Really? I did. Why? I thought, coming from Max's perspective... Um, Chloe was kind of being un, like, you couldn't tell her nothing. And no, I, that's true. And as you kind of got to know David a little better and how much he lo truly loved Joyce and cared about Joyce and his ultimate goal really, like, he didn't have a motive, right? His motive, like, not a creepy one. His motive, his... He didn't have an ulterior motive. Right. His his ends justified the means, and it was kind of creepy, but he really just wanted to keep his family safe, and he wanted, he wanted Chloe to like him, but being a veteran, he was kind of locked away from his 
softer side. So he couldn't really connect to a teenage girl. You know, he just didn't know how to do it. So I kind of saw that from Max's perspective and also was like, hey, he's doing the, this stuff for you guys. And you're being kind of... I, I'm, I'm at a loss for it. You're just being kind of... Inagreeable, like you just you, you can't like I can't explain anything to you because you're just kind of set in one way. Yeah, but he's kind of the same exact way, and he's how old? <sighs> that's fair. I guess that's fair. Anyway, they're both definitely scarred. Yeah, but no, they they both definitely have their traumas. Yeah, and that's 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 they're ultimately both, they're both misplacing them though. Yeah, and they're both compounded that onto each other for sure. Yep. Did you, um, oh, let's see here. What other big decisions were in that game? I'm trying to rack my brain. There, obviously, I want to get to the end, but I don't want to jump straight to it. Right. Oh, oh, man. Did you, did you alert Victoria? Uh, yes. Yes, I did. Yeah, I did too. Because even though she's a yeah. fucking bitch... Oh, even though she's a piece of crap, she, she definitely deserved to, to be warned because she would have been the next person. And you know what? There's actually a few scenes when you... If you dig in, dig into her some, like, really fight the meanness with some kindness, like, she kind of breaks a little. She and softens a little bit, but she, she does. puts her face back up the second her friends are around. And, if she, and when she gets and abducted... Actually, when, I, when I say friends, I mean minions. Yeah. It's very mean girls. Yeah. That's a whole episode, surviving high school, Jesus. Right? Even if it's like a fucking prep school, it's still, you know, you still have your clicks and your bullshit you gotta deal with. I would say that's yeah. worse, because you, you don't have the benefit of going home. You know, a, a lot of those no, kids... No, that's true. Yeah, a lot of those kids are just in a dorm around their peers 24-7, so you don't get to go shut that part of your life away. If you're being bullied, guess what? Your bully is like three doors down. Also a good band. What? Oh, ha! Uh, I made a funny and didn't even realize it. You did? Mm-hmm. So... Nah. What were your feelings about the dark room? Creepy. <laughs> um, understatement, obviously, but... Uh, I, I, I can't, like, see any value to it other than just what it was and it's a place to fucking like I mean I can I, if I can go into it and it's like I don't know it's just a place to trap people and, and fucking discard them it's, it's not there's no there's no beauty to take from that it's like you're you're getting people completely vulnerable drugging them and fucking taking pictures of them that they would know nothing about and god knows what else yeah it yeah yeah it definitely. Sure there was some more going on there that they didn't talk about because, you know. I sure. I actually suspect the older person who was doing that more than the younger person of the, of the underhanded, you know. You actually suspected him. The vibes. No, no, no. I just meant like if if there were, if there was more going on in that room other than just you know drugging and killing. Mm-hmm. That I would suspect the older person more than the younger person. Oh, younger I see person. what you're saying. Yeah, uh, like, we could talk, we've already talked about some spoilers, so, I mean, it's okay, we can talk about it. Nathan is a complete dickbag, and even, I'm, I managed to even feel a little sorry for him at the end, because he's just a product of, 
you know, just like Chloe and David, he's a product of very, very shitty things. His trauma is in a different way, like living up to his family name and never being good enough and kind of treated like shit by his own father. So he's turned to the teacher and, yeah, fucked up shit. Yeah, and, and, I mean, you actually get a tiny bit more of of his back backstory, more information in Before the Storm. Yeah, so, uh, like I said, I haven't really played Before the Storm that much, but um, this game is deceptive, going back to the darkroom for a minute, in that you think it's all about... Uh, I mean, just from the outside looking in, I never played it because it just seemed like a tween feelings game, and I'm like, I don't know how much I would really enjoy that, but the game turns dark very quickly, what with, uh, uh, what was it, what was her name, was it Jessica, at the beginning, the one that kind of kickstarts uh, things off, the, the, the one that was, um, the, the cheerleader, no, or... the, the one that was drugged first, uh, Kate, Kate, that's it, Kate, yeah, and you're like, oh shit, this this girl's dealing with possibly being date raped. And I'm like, this shit's fucking dark. And moving to the dark room, it gets so fucked up. Basically, listener, it's a place, like, these girls are drugged at parties and taken to this remote location, which is basically a bunker, and it's called the dark room, and it's a, like a photography studio where they're, like, chained up and they're drugged and just disgusting pictures are taken of them and then they're dumped later and they have either no or very little recollection of of the things that took place. And it just, it made me feel so dirty, like, just playing the game, just getting to those parts, like, I was so uncomfortable. It was so just gross feeling. And obviously the game that's what the game wanted you to feel so it did a great job of that for sure um but ultimately the apocalyptic scenario that that we're getting to is uh max has figured out how to rewind time and throughout the game you're rewinding time to change outcomes you're even traveling through time uh backwards into the past to change things and through the butterfly effect fucking shit up in the future at the end of chapter yeah, that, what's that no i just i was just going to comment on the, the power itself is just, it's it's kind of tempting to use on almost everything but then the problem is is that like you know then you're you're thinking about well what if what if i should have said the other thing and then you know again you're talking about the butterfly effect that's pretty much how that goes down you know it's just it does fuck other shit up in, I don't think there's a single scenario where something got changed for the complete better. Well, for me, uh, in the conversation with Frank towards the end of the game, I must have rewound that like a hundred times trying to get a scenario where Frank doesn't get killed, I don't get killed, Chloe doesn't get killed, and especially the dog doesn't get killed because I can't handle that shit. And there's actually a way to do it. Did you... Uh, going back, we're all over the place. I'm using time rewind powers on this conversation. Zo, did you save Kate? Okay, so the first time I played, yes. The second time, I thought I did everything right, and no, I didn't. It fucking devastated me. I thought I did everything right, and I failed. 
to save her. And so I just assumed that, no, I wasn't supposed to save her. That's how right I thought I got it. And then later come to find out, oh, no, you can save her. And somewhere along the way, I screwed up. And I felt terrible about it, too. Yeah, no. I I was playing it the second time with Angie, basically. How I was doing it was, you know, I was the one pushing the button that she made the decisions. And I, I made sure that, like, in the back of my mind, I was making sure that she would do the things that she needed to do to make sure she'd be okay. And you must have missed something. And, and like, man, I, I, I just immediately, as soon as it happened, I was like, what the fuck? And I was just bawling. Yeah. Um... Yeah. This game, this game and games kind of like this, like the point-and-click, like, uh, Telltale brand games are, are really fun to play with other people, for sure. Yes. But, anyway, Max, through her manipulation of the time, she keeps getting these visions of, um, it's a big-ass hurricane coming to destroy the town of Arcadia Bay, which is where everybody's at. And, um, at the end of each chapter, a different like weather phenomenon happens like uh there's an eclipse in one and one there's two moons appearing in the sky for some reason one is uh i think a bunch of whales beaching themselves and i forget what else there was but um but yeah it ultimately leads up to she fucked up too much she broke time and she's leaving basically multiple copies and splintered timelines around and in the wake of that it's just totally fucked up so by the end of it you're trying to navigate this basically it's like a hell of all these different bad things throughout the game and you have to survive that in order to reach the ending and it's kind of a gauntlet uh so what was some of your thoughts on that whole sequence because the game was pretty other than other than the time travel stuff, was pretty grounded in reality for the most part. You know what I mean? Yeah, for the most part. Um, on that, though, the, the, the weird thing is is that, you know, she saw, before she even knew she had the power, she actually saw the visions. So, I think that, that was predetermined to happen no matter what, and any attempt she had at stopping it was just not going to work. So, how would you survive a time fracture like that like I guess I'm gonna put you in the same scenario as Max like you have the rewind powers they're finite though so I mean time is fractured Uh, obviously you have to for her she had to make it to the lighthouse it was a fixture I'm assuming in her mind that she was able to focus on uh, for like I need to meet I'm supposed to meet Chloe here at the lighthouse. This is the safe place. So she was able to kind of coalesce that into a place to go, if if that makes any sense. It does. It doesn't seem like the time was... I, I feel like time wasn't so much deteriorating around her as she was deteriorating her ability to... Her, her ability to use time was becoming... Uh, not necessarily degraded, but like out of control to where she couldn't focus on what she wanted exactly. You know what I mean? I get what you mean. So if you are stuck in a time fracture, what's that one location, I guess, that you would focus on in your mind to go to to get out of it? What's your happy place, Gazelle? 
that's a question. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I putting you on the spot. One. I mean, the, the the closest to that that I would have, at least I, you know, feel safe at is, you know, my current home. It's been really the only place that uh, has been completely without conditions. So. I guess if I had to pick someplace, maybe just, you know, the living room of, of my house where, you know, where we all kind of hang out and do our own thing, but we're all together, so if something happens, you know, we're all there, so. I hear you. That's cool. So, at the end of The First Life is Strange, did you save Zoe or Zoe? God damn it, I'm just not going to okay, stop doing so that. so when I, when I first played, right. I was selfish and I saved I did too. Because I could, I couldn't, I couldn't bear the thought of not, you know, after going through everything you went through in that game with and for her. I'm like, I'm, I'm taking this one. Like, I know which one that their, their canon is supposed to be, technically, but I, I, I didn't choose it. I'm sorry. Don't Nod has a canon for Life is Strange. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my, my thought was that saving the town was. The, the right choice is what I would think their channel would be. But then they come out with a comic book where the ending was that Max chose Chloe and they're living together. Good. Because Chloe forever. It breaks my heart because there's so many great characters throughout that game that you want you want them to be okay. Um but yeah, gotta go with Chloe. Got to. Can't not. Can't won't. <laughs> but. I was like, there's, you know, there's a couple other characters that you're looking at and going, well, that person's perfect for that person. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm currently playing Before the Storm, and it's hurting me. Mostly knowing, <laughs> knowing what happens in the main game. Playing the prequel is so hard, and it made me fucking cry. I'm only on the second chapter, because usually after I play a chapter, I have to decompress for no less than two months. Wow. That, it took me a long time to beat Life is Strange. After the third chapter, when you alter the timeline, and you save Chloe's dad, and then, oops, she's the one in the oh, accident, and she's yeah. in the wheelchair, I fucking bawled, and I didn't touch the game for probably six or seven months. That was the first time that I really, like, that the first game got me. Like, I mean, the, the, the worries with Kate, the struggles with Kate, like, that was, was rough, mm-hmm. for sure. But, like, the whole, uh, Chloe thing, that was, that was just fucking rough. Yeah. And then finding Rachel, too. Finding Rachel, too, was, and, and yeah. you don't actually see her, per se, but seeing no, Chloe's no. reaction is... Oh, it kills. Yeah. And that's why Before the Storm is so heartbreaking, because you're with, actually with this character that you spend almost the entire first game looking for, and you're actually with her fi- in, in this game, and you know it's going to happen, and at the end of the first chapter, she's just screaming into the forest and, and the fire and stuff, and you're just, Bleh. I can't handle it. Yeah. Oh. Guys, a lot of you might not understand this episode, but trust us, it's worth it. You gotta play that game. 
So, have you started playing Life is Strange 2 yet? I haven't yet. Um, the first two episodes are out, so I might actually give it a shot. But um, I was kind of thinking of waiting until um, Ange was able to watch with Mike, too, because, again, it, I think it's better to play with somebody else, especially somebody who I've played the other games with. What about you know, Captain Spirit? That I played, um, and uh, that one does tie into the second game somehow. I'm not sure how yet, because I haven't played it, but... Um, what was your some of your takeaways from it? Uh, that alcoholism sucks. Are we gonna cry? Uh, possibly. It just depends on, uh, I guess, cynicism, wording, mm-hmm. and your background. If you have had a parent who was alcoholic and treated you shittily because of it, mm-hmm. you, you might fall because you'll know exactly what the case is. And it's and because it's don't nod, it's not just that the dad is alcoholic; it's the mom died too. Oh, great! Accident. Of course. So yeah, so you're. Thanks, don't nod. Yeah, and and you know the kid is is cute, and he's he's made up this idea of a superhero in his mind, and he's the superhero, and he uh, basically was able to. His powers is altering reality. Ah. At least that's what he thinks. They're stopping, you know, and changing things, doing whatever he sees fit. And, and uh, no, nah, he, he has a couple moments where it's, it's, it's kind of cute, and then a couple moments where it's just devastating because you realize that this, this bad guy he created in his mind is an amalgamation of, of what happened to his mom, basically. Ah, I see. Well, folks, try him out. Try out the games. You won't be sorry. Definitely start with the first Life is Strange, do Before the Storm, then Captain Spirit, then Life is Strange 2, which is currently, uh, you said it has two chapters out. By the time this episode comes out, they'll probably have another one, who knows, as long as it takes me to put these damn things out, but. Stop rewinding time, learn to live with your decisions and your choices. Um, That was a hard lesson to learn, wasn't it? Yeah, for sure. Avoid the dark room, if you go to parties, don't take any unknown substances, Make sure you always party with a friend that you trust, that if something happens to you, you trust them to get you home. Don't drink or drive or ride with anyone who does. And there you go. Survival. We did it. So there's probably more survival tips in this episode than all the rest of Volume 2. It's ridiculous. Yes. But thank you so much for being on and talking with me and stuff. No problem. Thank you for having me. So yeah. Guys, send us an email. Let's diepod at gmail.com. We're on the Twitter. Rewind the episode if you want to hear it. Uh, yeah, play them games. Life is strange. Thank you, Don't Nod, for some great ass games. Check out our Redbubble store at let's die. Let's blah, blah, at redbubble.com slash people slash let's die. And a uh, little new thing I'm doing here for the next 10 reviewers of the show, you're going to get a free sticker. So you review the show, hit me up on Twitter, and I will send you a sticker for the first ten people. Zoe, you want a sticker? Sure. Cool. I'll send you one. If you leave a review. After a review, an episode that I was on is not kind of narcissistic. No, I mean, you know, you just review the show in general. Say, hey, I know this guy. He's a nice guy. He's great. It's good. Mm. 
It's all lies. He has a deep sadness. <laughs> Guys, this action does have consequences. And that's it. It's the end of the show. And you know, so if we're going to die, say it with me. Let's, Let's die die together. together. Yep, we got it. But I'm bummed. Bye. So say bye. Bye. There we go. Basketball player. Who's your stupidly named basketball player? Kareem of the crop. That's pretty good. <laughs> actually, you like it? Yeah, I like that one a lot. Actually, <laughs> Kareem of the crop. You you're usually pretty good at the uh, pun names. Yeah, there's uh, Justin again. Is he's a really big. Um, wrestling fan, and there's this one interview that he plays every so often that was uh, Macho Man Savage, and the guy that did all the interviews for uh, the wrestling thing, and Savage just kept talking about how he was the cream of the crop, but every time he would say that, he would pick up, like, you know those little creamer things to sell, they have at restaurants for your coffee? Yeah. Like, he would just continuously pull them out of just places on himself, like, you don't know where the hell he was keeping them, but he would keep, like, putting them in the pocket of the guy who was interviewing him, or just whatever. It's fucking funny. So I'm like, yeah, I'm the cream of the crop. Pretty good. All righty.